If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities from D.C. and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply. The game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. The point, Bouchard, one-timer, rebound, scores! Ryan Newton Hopkins gives the Oilers a 5-4 lead. Nugent Hopkins connects with the game winner on the power play with 7.55 left in the third. The Oilers beat the Arizona Coyotes 5-4. Edmonton's record improves to 42-23-9. Leon Dreisaitl had a goal in this game. He gets to career goal number 300. Let's go right back to Mullet Arena. He's at the mic for Eclipse Restoration. Named one of Western Canada's best restoration contractors three years in a row. Call 780 help or visit eclipse247.ca head coach Jay Woodcroft. How did it change the game in any way or did it? Um, well, I felt a little different in, the, in that building, but uh, we said this morning it didn't matter where we played the game tonight. It's more about uh, trying to find a way to win uh, win the game, get two points in a tough building versus a team that only lost one time in regulation in their last ten. Um, so uh, we're walking out of this building with those two points, but for me, um, you know, like there were there were moments in the game where we can be better in, um, but we found a way to win, and that's a good sign. What kind of Nick Bukes out, especially with saying you know third period didn't like that, but you guys found what what happened in the third, and how did you kind of? Maybe I thought there were a couple the shifts in the third, yeah. and they made us pay. Um, I thought we were a little, um, you know, we could be harder around our own net. And uh, I didn't think we were. Um, you know, just a couple individual situations that can be handled better. Uh, and they got some dangerous people there. And they're a good, young, skilled team. Um, they've only lost in this building once in the last 11 in regulation, now twice, I guess. Um, you know, for a reason. But why make the t- timeout call? What, what did you want to do? Uh, you know what? They scored back to back. And uh, I didn't like the way it was going. Sometimes uh, I'll make that that call on the bench, uh, you know, if we can get to the next time out or whatnot. But uh, tonight I felt it was important just to take a deep breath, reset. It's not like uh, any nuggets of in- information were given there. It was just to take a deep breath, reset, and get back at it. So Zach Hyman calls Leon Dreisaitl a pass-first 50-goal scorer. You ever coached one of those before? No, uh, no. Uh, Leon's one of a kind. What did you like about your second period today? Uh, I, I actually thought that was our best period by far. I thought um, we went in it with the psychology of uh, defending hard and defending first, and I think we have to continue that. Tonight I saw one period of that. Um, you know, I thought we were uh, a little bit loose uh, in the first period and we were willing to trade chances with a young, skilled team. In the second period we locked it down, uh, built a two-goal lead. We had a couple shifts we'd like to have back in the third period, then got it under control in the end. You know, it's not a perfect game, but uh, we walked out with two points. We'll take it. I'm thinking trading chances the chances would actually bode well for, for your team with the amount of skill, but I guess playoff hockey yeah. probably doesn't work. Well, that what you I think you got to understand where their team's at. Um, it's the end of their year. Uh, they're working uh, to establish themselves as uh, full-time NHL players. They were will- willing to take some risks tonight that for us as a team that's kind of uh, trying to tighten the screws on some things that that's not conducive to how we want to play game 83 uh, so we're going to learn from a few of those mistakes like I said and and get better and and move on I can't underscore it enough this is a tough building to get two points we found a way to get two points it's credit to our players so you think this will ultimately be a very dangerous building when this team gets better 
I, I don't ultimately think. I think it is right now. I think um, the coaching staff here has done a good job. Um, I think they're filled with young players that are trying to um, all pull on the same rope and play their game plan as best they can to a T. And um, they make this building a tough building. It's a tight, small. Uh, fans are on top of you, and I'm happy we're walking out here with two points. Well, this is two more years here. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks, Thanks. Thanks. All right, that's Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft as the Oilers win 5-4 in Arizona. Thanks a lot for joining us. It's 11 o'clock along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins for Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Well, Rob, did the Oilers play better than the Coyotes or did the Coyotes just play worse than the Oilers? <laughs> well, it's one of those, I, I don't think the Oilers played well. I think they played well enough. Uh, it was not pretty uh they got caught on the wrong side defensively a few times uh, i know that jay woodcroft just mentioned not strong in front of their own, their own net and i think that was the, referring to the evan bouchard uh when i believe it was hayden that was his goal bouchard got caught standing in front looking for a puck instead of taking the man uh they have a two goal lead in the third period and Arizona scored twice, but they also should have scored a third one. Campbell made a big save uh, on a rebound. Arizona could have gone up. And the Oilers' secret weapon, and it's not really secret, their nuclear weapon is their power play. And Arizona played into that by giving them, you know, a short five-on-three, but more or less an extended power play. And that's how the Oilers won this hockey game. The Oilers very fortunate they got on the power play because they weren't good in the third period. But again, at the end of the night, they played well enough to get two points. This is not the kind of game they want to play come playoff time when you play L.A. or Vegas or Colorado or Minnesota, whoever they play against. But against Arizona, they're good enough to beat this team without their A effort because actually I don't it wasn't so much the effort to me it was the execution I think the effort was there tonight for the others I don't think the execution was as good as it needs to be well and really they, they had a good second period and that and that and the, they didn't have to defend in that period because they had the puck the entire time and I know they only the score in that period was just one nothing for Edmonton but it made it a two goal lead so then even though Arizona tied it up in the third they needed to get another one to, to win it and they ultimately couldn't but that that was to, to me anyway I mean the first period was fairly sloppy both the Oilers, ways the, yep. both ways and the Oilers got a power play goal and a shorthanded goal and then the the second period it was just a matter of time before the Oilers broke through there and it was dry settle getting his 300th yeah on what at first looked like an ugly goal I, I watched a replay here as we've been sitting here listening to Jay talk it may have hit the defenseman's skate on its way from Leon to the goalie because that's a goal that shouldn't go in uh, but when, as we said, Leon had a, a better chance about five minutes early and rang it off the crossbar. But yes, the, the Oilers were significantly better than Arizona in the second period. They were better in their own zone. They didn't give up anything. They backtracked. They were physical. And, and they got rewarded for it. And it forced Arizona to play the perfect third period. And for the most part, they did, but two penalties. Yep. And those two penalties cost you. And when you're chasing a game, as Arizona was, uh, you you still can't have a, a take a, a rest shift, or you can't take a, a silly shift and just silly penalties that they took both in on the hands. You can't do that. And when you're playing a team that's better than you, you got to play perfect. And Arizona certainly didn't play perfect tonight. So the Oilers win at five four. Drysaddle gets to th it's a three hundred. Um, what do you think that milestone, what does that milestone mean to you, first of all? We've, well, <laughs> we've seen all the ones he scored, and what do you think it means to Leon? Well, for me, I never got to 300, so it's a pretty good milestone. <laughs> um, uh, milestone numbers are, are cool for the media, and they're nice acknowledgments for the player, but certain players will find, I mean, Leon's going to score 500 in the NHL. So 300 is cool. Uh, but that's not a puck you're going to see anywhere in a mantle in his house. 500 will be. For players, for other players on the team, for Ryan Nugent Hopkins, 300 will mean more because 500 isn't an end goal for him. So it, it's nice. I am sure that he'll enjoy the moment. He'll get his picture taken with the puck. But I'm guessing 10 years from now when you say to Leon, hey, where's that 300th puck? And he's going to look at you like, I'm not 
I'm not sure. I can't remember. I might have signed that and passed it out to a fan on the way out. But it is nice. It just shows you. And is and I, I really liked what Zach Hyman said, as we just heard in, in the interview with Jay Woodcroft. He's a pass-first goal scorer. Right. And a 50-goal scorer. And that's what he is. Like, he's... Like, honestly, if he became a little more selfish, he'd be a 60-70 goal scorer as well. But he does think pass first, and he's now, what, four goals away from 50? He's got 300 goals in his National Hockey League career. And it, to me, it's just the start for Leon. He's got many more years to, to add to these totals. So Dreisaitl, they have 46th of the year, like Rob referenced. Oilers win 5-4. Now, I set the line tonight at 2.5 combined goals by Dreisaitl. Kane and McDavid because they all came into this game looking for their 300th. So Drysaddle, the only one who scored, set the line for River Cree Resort and Casino. Excitement bet on it. So Vicky wins the $50 River Cree Resort and Casino gift card. Both goals, uh, no, two goals each tonight for uh, Michelli and Hayden of the Arizona Coyotes. This Michelli's uh, an impressive player. He is. Uh, it's funny when somebody called in her show. Uh, about two or three weeks ago and talked about is Skinner, could he be uh, up for Rookie of the Year? Is he, would he get votes? Would he be garnering interest around the league? And I started looking up all the different rookies that were out there and the one player that stood out that I didn't know anything about was this Michelli. Uh, he had a lot of assists on the season. He was creeping up in the, the scoring list amongst rookies, but I didn't know anything about him. Watched him very closely last game in Edmonton. He was excellent, and I think he was even better tonight. Mm -hmm. uh, he creates. He makes plays. He's smart. He's elusive. He's not a big man, but it's hard getting a piece of him. And he's got uh, a quiet confidence about him where he'll be walking the line. He'll be getting chased down, and all of a sudden I do a 360, go back the other way. I'm like, whoa, whoa, you lose that puck. It's a breakaway, but he's a confidence to do it. He had an excellent game in this hockey game tonight. Uh, wonderful young player. Arizona has some nice players. They do, and they're going to uh, be able to refill as they have all these draft picks coming in. They're going to have a lot of money to spend on players uh, over the next couple of years because of uh, their salary cap situation. But Michelli is he's nice. He and Clayton Keller, two excellent young hockey players on this Arizona team. Well, Cle uh, Keller got an assist, so his point streak goes to 13 games, but uh, not enough for the Coyotes tonight as the Oilers win at 5-4. So the Japanese Village goal light is on on 630Ched.com. We activate that whenever the Oilers score five or more in a game. So head to our website, print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite teppanyaki steak restaurants. Come in and check out their new location. It's at 3975 Calgary Trail. Okay, Jack Campbell, Rob, uh, he gets the win. Mm -hmm. He stops 29 out of 33, and, you know, we had a we had a caller a few games ago saying, well, he, uh, he's he got wins if you, if you just look at his raw points and winning percentage. He's now 19-9-4, which is pretty good, but, you know, his save percentage is 882, and it was around there again tonight. Um, seven straight games he's allowed four more goals to me this is a, a bit of a different one he made some really really good yep. saves uh what did you think of his performance overall tonight um maybe a little bit better uh than than we've seen i think wasn't it the last time he played he gave up seven with the three the sharks yeah yeah so better uh i think the the first goal was probably one that you would hope wouldn't go in uh, he did make some big saves, as you said, in the third. Uh, in the biggest one, it was 4-4. A wonderful pad save. Uh, he's getting points. I mean, that's key as the backup goalie. I don't think that he has come close to supplanting Skinner as a playoff starter at any point. Uh, but hopefully a confidence builder for him. I thought he was okay. Uh, not great. I think it was, it was like the Oilers tonight. He played well enough and got the two points for the team. Yeah, but Michelli for the hat trick, when it was 4-4, he shot the pad out and got it, and that would have been like three goals in two and a half minutes for Arizona. And then Fisher had that left side chance off the backdoor pass about, well, two minutes after Nugent Hopkins went ahead. And, and so that was good work there from, from Campbell. He just, again, and I know I've talked about this before, I just think... Well, and I've talked to people who know more about goaltending than I do. Skinner just seems to be a better technical goaltender. Like, it seems to me Campbell's often 
reaching, sticking out a pad, and a lot of other goalies, they're just there, or more of their body is there. To me, that's that's the difference. Well, Skinner's a much calmer goaltender. There, there's not a lot of flailing around. It's he's he's positionally sound. He anticipates and reads the play well, so he's always in position. Uh, and for, again, I know there's only an inch difference in their their height, but Skinner seems much bigger in mm -hmm. net. He plays bigger. Uh, Campbell seems to be more athletic. Uh, and athletic is good uh, for certain things, but it also, when you're athletic and you're sliding across, there's more spots to op that are opened up. There's more area that you can see of the net. And as a shooter, you're intimidated when you look up and you can't find net. And that's what happens when you have Skinner in net. You can't find empty net. When Campbell's in there and he's kind of sliding across, you see net. And that's a confidence builder for, for, for a shooter. Uh, I thought tonight the, the Oilers were loose in their own zone and that was why we saw Campbell acrobatic at times because they're just the coverage wasn't good I mean a great example was was a goal number three Connor McDavid anticipating and leaving the zone too early puck goes behind him now it's a one-on-one -on -one. Uh, that, that was Michelli's goal and yep. beats beats Campbell so Campbell's left by himself so those are the little plays that the Oilers were not great on tonight and have to be better against Vegas because Vegas, A, will capitalize more than Arizona, and Vegas isn't going to give you yeah. what Arizona did tonight. So it was uh, – uh, Campbell was, was fine, probably has earned another start before the season is over, but I still don't think he is at where they need him to be to be the, the backup that you can throw in at any moment come a playoff series. Yeah, well, another back-to-back -back next week, so we'll see him there and then – who knows? All, last game of the when season else? will dependent on where the Oilers are in the standings. Yeah, yeah, you never know. And right now the Oilers remain third in the Pacific Division. Still, realistically, still very likely that's where they're going to stay. We'll see. Um, okay, you beat Vegas tomorrow. Good. Uh, but you'd still be three points behind Vegas. And then you're down to, uh, what, seven games remaining? I mean, that's... It's a lot. I, like with seven games, that is a lot, right? I, I still, I, I still have uh, L.A. is the team that's going to win this division. I think that the way they're playing and their schedule, it's easier. Vegas has got a tough schedule, and Vegas is banged up. They got a number of players out of their lineup, and who knows who's going to be a net for them? I mean, they're they're number one, they're number two, and they're number three. I think isn't Aiden Hill? Wouldn't he be their third string goalie? I don't even know. Because he, he played the bulk of the games for a while because Brissot was out. Yeah. So I don't know which goalie. They're going with number four and number five and against the Oilers tomorrow. So Vegas is beat up. L.A.'s healthy and playing well. I think L.A.'s got the best chance of winning the division because they have an easy schedule, as do the Oilers. The only thing with L.A. is they've got... Do they have two games against the Oilers? Yes. Yes. So there's... If, you, if the Oilers want... Put it this way, if the Oilers want to win the home ice advantage going into the playoffs, I believe they're going to have to sweep... Vegas, L.A., L.A. I think they have to sweep all three of those games. Yeah, I mean, they pretty much have to go undefeated. Because here's the thing. Well, now they're three back of L.A., mm -hmm. but L.A. has a game in hand. So you could sweep L.A., but L.A. wins the game in hand. You're, you're still – I mean, there's a lot of – there's a lot the of – The would have to go minimum six and one, I believe, to have a chance. Yeah, to be probably. No, you're, yeah. you're probably right. Yeah, and, and, I, and I think finishing first in the division is – pretty much out of the question i mean if, if it happens great but you probably have to go seven and all yeah I, I agree and although i do think finishing first in this division is a big advantage i think playing seattle and or winnipeg in the first round is better than playing vegas or la well Win Win winnipeg's is hellebuck right is the it's could what? be the could be the deal breaker, and, and they but. and they've well and but winnipeg has struggled badly so i mean having said that the Oilers beat winnipeg four straight one year and then lost four straight in the playoffs to them so uh yeah I, but i do believe the la and vegas, just the the way the la and, uh, and vegas play they're big heavy hockey that it would wear you down i think playing a seattle or a winnipeg in the first round would be an easier route to the second round but we'll see how it goes for the remainder of the year okay
Oilers win 5-4 over the Coyotes. James H. Brown injury lawyers. When an accident happened, go to jameshbrown.com. They are filling the net with 100 bucks. The 630 Jet Center is anonymous for every goal, so $500 is the donation tonight, and we thank them for that. You can get us at 780-496-0063. That is the hotline powered by CertainTe, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTe Pro all the way. We'll welcome Jordan to the show tonight. Jordan, thanks for staying up. Go ahead. Hey, boys. Yeah, just on the way home from work here. And, uh, Rob, you mentioned earlier uh, kind of more of a lack of execution rather than effort. Uh, but I wonder which is more troubling with the handful of games required left to, I mean, even if it's out of, out of reach to be home ice and take the division, you'd still think that, like, aren't they running out of practice days to work on execution? Like, or, or, or is it a matter of just, okay, you chalk it up to playing down to the Coyotes and we take the two points? Or... Well, in all honesty, there's, easier, there's like. really no practice days, really, for the remainder of the year. Uh, they're not going to have full practices. Uh, execution, in three of the last five games, I don't think the Oilers have played to their potential. I thought the game against Seattle, I thought Seattle outplayed them. They just had poor goaltending. I thought the game against the Sharks, I didn't think the Oilers played well at all against the Sharks. But again, the Oilers have better players and are able to beat those teams and should beat those teams. But the the way they played against Arizona today, the way they played against the Sharks in Seattle, I don't think those efforts or executions will beat LA or Vegas in the playoff round. So yeah, the Oilers have to play, start playing better. You, we saw on home ice what Vegas is capable of doing, and that's a Vegas team that was missing four or five players. So Vegas is going to get better. LA, as good as the Oilers have been, and they've been fantastic points-wise since Christmas, LA's been better. Mm -hmm. So like that's how good LA is. So the Oilers, for them to win in the playoffs, to win the first round, beat LA, beat Vegas, whoever they play, their execution has to be better than it was tonight in little things. Not picking up your man in front of the net like Bouchard did. Not getting caught on the wrong side defensively like Connor McDavid did. Uh, not backing in, giving shots in, in the slot. Uh, is, I think Michelli, he came up high and all of a sudden he got to walk as far as he, he could to go in and beat Campbell on the first goal. Those things, they got to be better and they're capable of it. But that's the thing that creeps into their games at times, yeah. is they start losing that uh, discipline or that dedication to being in the right place at all times. It's hard playing good defense. It's easier playing riverboat-type hockey and more fun. It's hard playing good defense. And I think sometimes the Oilers, because they're so talented skill-wise and because their power play is so good, that they're, they can get away from playing the proper way because they're still capable of beating these teams but they do need to be better if they want to win in the playoffs yeah i i i often i know i use this word a lot rob i know not everybody will think that's what it is but i use the word concentration a lot and because i i understand what jordan was saying effort and sometimes you do see a player just not have effort or or, or whatever, but I also think, especially defensively, like you have to be aware all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and to me, that's that's concentration, and you have to understand the situation. Okay, if I do this, what's the worst thing that can happen? Okay, the puck's on the other side of the ice, but if it comes over here, who's dangerous? Who do I go stand by? Right, and I, I just think. You know, we've seen it hasn't been as bad lately, but earlier in the season, like pinches in the neutral zone, pinches at the blue line. When you know it's probably a low percentage play, like to me, that's just a lack of like recognizing sure. the situation. Yeah, I think it's it's recognize the situation or willingness to do the right thing. Because sometimes it's just like, ah, I'm going to take this chance when you shouldn't take the chance. So uh, the others, again, it they weren't bad tonight. They were good enough to win a hockey game against a team that's, I don't know, 25 points out of a playoff yeah, well, spot. Yeah. So, and Arizona, Arizona's got some, a couple of good players, very good players. They work hard. But again, in this game tonight, Arizona's goaltending was terrible. Terrible. So they beat, they beat a team that's 25 points below them in the standings or whatever with bad goaltending that played sloppy. And it took uh, more or less a, a five-on-three power play. Well, it was, a it was largely a special teams win too. Yep, oh, for you got sure a shorthand. I mean, the, the Arizona got a power play goal, but Edmonton got two, and yeah. a shorthanded. Well, goal. and it's funny I, I, watching the replay. So the oil or the Coyotes killed off the five-on-three. 
um, the big guy that came, Josh Brown was the guy that came out of the box, sprinted as fast as he could and decided he was going to be the net front presence. Came right from the penalty box, right to the front of the net, turn, puck hits him in the belly, bounces to Nugent Hopkins in the net. So it was like, it might have been better had he stayed in the box right. a little bit longer. But yeah, so the Oilers, fortunate, I think, at, at, in this hockey game. They got... Uh, uh, I mean, fortunate, but dumb on Arizona taking two penalties at the end. But the Oilers' power play, it's, well, it's too good. You can't give the Oilers a power play late in a hockey game. It will make you pay. Well, and, and again, like which side do you look at this? Credit to Arizona for coming out strong at the start of the third. But shame on the Oilers for not sensing we, we, got, we got one foot on this team's throat up 4-2. Let's put the other foot on, you know, because the Oilers, if, if the Oilers get a goal in the first five minutes of the period, it's it's over. And because we saw because the most to me, the most lopsided part of this game was the second period because yep. we saw Arizona. Well, you talk about concentration effort or to me, they were panicking. They Arizona played a panic second period. It was. Well, yes, they, they hacked the puck out. Just just hack it. I, they, I don't want I don't want it. Let's just they they were overwhelmed. Yes. Arizona Coyotes were overwhelmed in the second period. But in the third period. The two goals that Arizona scored to start the period, the first one, Connor McDavid was anticipating where the puck was going to go, leaves his man, gets in behind him, it's a goal. Evan Bouchard doesn't engage with the player in front of him when their puck was coming from the point. Doesn't engage, the puck hits Campbell, and then Evan Bouchard's turning, looking for the puck. Your job as a defenseman is not take the puck, ever. Your job is to take the man. Let the goalie look for the puck. You take the man, because if he takes Hayden right there, takes his stick away, that puck's just sitting there, and then Campbell hopefully can find it in time. And then on the next one, it was the Oilers just backed right in, and that's where Campbell had to make an unbelievable save on a rebound. So those were just plays that weren't hard work. It was just a lack of discipline and a lack of detail, which will come back and haunt you when you play good hockey clubs. And the Arizona Coyotes are not a good hockey club in the National Hockey League right now. 5-4, the Oilers do win it. Nugent Hopkins gets the game winner. He was picked the first star tonight. Michelli, the second star. Hayton, the third star. Our fourth star for Jandell Homes, Alberta's premier modular home retailer. You know what, Rob? I'm going to give it to the uh, former Coyote, and we're going to hear from him uh, right after we're done chatting about him. Uh, going back into his old arena tonight, got an assist. He was plus one, three shots on goal. I'm going to give it to Nick Bukestad. He, he played well. He, he really did, and the, the assist he got uh, drove the net. He drove behind the defense and drove the net, uh, got the goaltender a little confused, never reset, and a big goal for, again, the third line, which continues, continues to score big goals at key moments in hockey games for the Edmonton Oilers. Okay, here's Bukestad. How does a, you've played a lot of NHL hockey games, you've played here. How is it different in here? Like, how does tonight's game, is it a different game because of the crowd and the scene and the experience? What changes? Um, yeah, I mean, just I, from pregame skate, guys were asking if the, the rink is smaller. Just, it's a, such an abnormal uh, NHL experience for a lot of guys. Obviously, I played here all year, so I got used to it and uh, found to kind of enjoy it. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's a lively rink, definitely. Um, a lot of Edmonton fans tonight. I made it fun, and uh, you know, it's it's a definitely a different rink. I'm sure it's fun for you guys to watch and fun for the fans. So um, you know, good, good to get the win. Obviously, uh, not really how we wanted to the play in the third there, but you know, we came up with it, and that was a huge two points. Do you feel the sight lines being different? Like, is it kind of weird to be on the ice just with the, the fans just kind of quickly stopping on you, so to speak? Yeah, I mean the sensory input. I, I've said this many times. I think the first time team comes in, it come into this arena, it's a little bit of a shock as far as the, the fans are right on top of you. Therefore, the rink seems smaller. Um, so I, yeah, it's a bit of an adjustment, but uh, you know it's good ice. And like I said, the Edmonton Edmonton fans were here tonight, so I made it fun. When it comes to being Leon Drysaddle's teammate, you have the freshest set of eyes when it comes to being his teammate. 300 NHL goals. What? kind of comes to your mind when you hear that number well, I saw someone grab the puck and I just I, I was I said what milestone was that because he's had a lot of them uh, <laughs> but yeah 300 goals a lot of goals for for the kid and uh, 
um, you know, many more to come. He's an unbelievable player and um, great person. So you just you, you, you like being on the same side as, as these guys. And uh, you know, he came up big with that. What Michael. is it about his skill set that makes him such a deadly shooter? Uh, I think he's, you know, it's a quick release. His blade is different. I don't know. I'm not a goalie, but, uh, you know, just looking at his blade, it looks like it's coming off different than most guys. Uh, no one really uses a stick like him in the NHL, so I feel like, I don't know, he, he gets it off quick, and uh, he's he's a cerebral player, so he's in the right spots, and, uh, you know, it, he's always, they're always able to find him on the power play, and, um, you know, that's uh, it's a good player there. And in the recent NHL PA poll, they voted him the best passer in the league. Yeah. I think I voted for him on that. <laughs> uh, I, I, I wouldn't contest. Yeah, he's definitely um, an unbelievable talent. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just excited to be in the same room as him. Sorry, uh, you said that you know you didn't like your third period. What kind of got things off the trail, off the tracks rather, and then? What did you guys do to, right, to kind of get things back on track? I, you know, that team is, uh, they're pesky for sure. Um, you knew they were going to come in the third. They, uh, they kind of hemmed us in on a few shifts and kind of we lost our, our momentum, so that was tough. But, you know, he weathered the storm and, and get some big special teams, big power play goal, and, uh, you know, that changes the game. So that was big two points, and we'll keep rolling. Nick Bukestad, yeah, assist tonight as Rob was telling you on a good net drive to help set up a goal back in the first period. Oilers pull it out 5-4 against the Coyotes. Edmonton 42-23-9, the Coyotes 27-35-13 and as the Oilers win in Mullet Arena. Hey, what is Mullet Arena? It's a family, it's a, a couple that are big donors to Arizona State. Oh, yeah, it's not know. It's not named after the hairstyle. <laughs> Shannon and I were joking about that before the game. That'd be quite a thing to name it after. And then they'd have like a big hair thing. Oh, you'd shape the, the arena like a yeah. mullet, yeah. <laughs> That'd be pretty, that's a good idea, Rob. You should go into architecture. <laughs> no, I shouldn't. There'd be a lot of bridges falling down. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. 780-496-0063. We have Frank standing by. Hello, Frank. Hey, guys. After what turned out to be a pretty tough day in Edmonton, this was a, a positive ending. Uh, I listened to the eulogies and... Thanks to these two guys for being uh, great police officers, but in their own right, they were also great sportsmen, and we're going to lose that end of it. But uh, it was it was really a nice way to end the day with the Oilers playing as well as they did and winning it. And I guess sport might be just a way to get back to what uh, we perceive as normal. Thanks for allowing me to say that. Yeah, I appreciate that, Frank. And obviously we had uh, coverage of the service on, on 630 Chet. We won't spend a lot of time on this because it is it is a tough day, but I, I said this the day of the the, the, the shootings, unfortunately, as, as someone who's lucky enough to cover sports when you are covering a game, and there have been other things that have, have happened in Edmonton when I worked in Lloydminster where you're thinking like, oh man, I'm really going to talk about this tonight, but from a professional standpoint, I realize, well, like Frank said, it is an escape and something people are are still interested in and something that I think can bring, uh, you know, Edmontonians and Oilers fans together. But, uh, yeah, just really, you know, sad, uh, you know, a couple of weeks since since it happened. So yeah. we appreciate those words from Frank. Absolutely. Well, I have a, a couple of buddies that came up yesterday, cops in, in Calgary. They came up to show their support, and I went out with them last night just talking about uh, how tough it is. My one buddy said, I, I'm tired of going to police funerals. He's gone to too many in his day. So uh, we wish all their families the best in the days to come because as hard as these days are, there's going to be more hard days ahead and hope they have family and friends to help them out. Okay, the Oilers win 5-4 over the Coyotes. We got Sir Robert and Dave on the open line, 780-496-0063. You'll also hear from Zach Hyman. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Bolger just inside his own blue line for the Coyotes. Off the right wing boards down the ice. That's icing against Arizona. Austin's grabbing on his left knee. He went and planted Moser with a hard hit that resulted in an icing call. And we'll see if Clem's okay. He was okay, and he delivered the crunch of the game for Cougar Paint and Collision, our family helping your family for 40 years and counting as the Oilers win 5-4 against the Arizona Coyotes. Overall, kind of a sloppy game both ways in the first period. Michelli, 
Hyman answered 50 seconds later. Then Hayton, Bouchard answered 35 seconds later. Nurse scored a shorthanded goal late in the first. It was 3-2 Oilers. Dreisaitl, the only goal of the second. It was unassisted. 46th of the year, 300th of his career. 4-2 Edmonton after two. Then Michelli and Hayton, 58 seconds apart before the third period was five minutes old. All of a sudden, it's tied with the Nugent Hopkins on the power play from Bouchard and Dreisaitl. His 34th with 7.55 to go that rounded out the scoring Arizona outshot the Oilers 33-29 including 13-6 in the third period and uh, yeah they had some they had the puck a lot late they didn't really get a great look with uh, with uh, Vamilka on the bench and speaking of Campbell I mean he did he did lock up a couple in scrambles yep. late in that game too well, to, to kill the play he did win the goalie battle uh, he was the better goalie. He was the he was, better goalie yes. in this game. Uh, again, it was, uh, it wasn't a, a bad effort by by Campbell. It's just one of those ones where again four goals gets by him. And uh, come playoff hockey, I, I don't know if you want to go into a game needing to score five goals or six goals to win a game. Uh, the Oilers are capable of doing it, but I'm not sure that's a consistency that you want to have. And as of late, Jack Campbell, it's four, five, six goals against that's been consistent over his last seven, eight starts. Scoreboard for Advantage Trailer Rentals, your one-stop source for commercial trailer rentals. Visit AdvantageTrailerRentals.com. Minnesota taking down Seattle 5-1. Matthew Boldy, a natural hat trick in that game. He has two hat tricks in his last five. Islanders beat the Devils 5-1. This, this is the year I should have picked the Islanders. They're they're in a you know playoff what? spot now. I'll, I'll let you pick them now. If you want to go for it, you can pick they them might. over Boston. They're probably going to play Boston yep. or Carolina in the first <laughs> round. If, if I mean, It's still an if if they get in. Um, Canadians beat the Sabres 4-3. Pizzetta rode the stick. Tiger, Tiger Williams style after getting the shootout winner and the Senators in the... Kachuk battle, <laughs> which is beat the Panthers five-two. Which is funny. They actually they started chanting Brady is better in Ottawa tonight in reference to Matthew Kachuk, who was on the opposition, and Keith, the father, had some chuckles sitting in the stands. We got Sir Robert at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Hey, Sir Robert, go ahead. Uh, hey guys, how you doing? Pretty good. Well, I mean, obviously tonight was. Uh, I mean. Obviously, happy to get the win, but uh, I guess uh, the uh, the second period was their best. The first, third, the, the first I thought they were average. The third, again, giving up a two goal lead, not ideal. And at the same time, against a lot of teams, giving up a two goal lead might uh, might often come back to bite you and you might you might end up losing that game i mean obviously it's nice that they found a way to uh, uh take advantage of the arizona taking a couple penalties gamble tonight again and every time he's in net he just he, i mean like he just uh, I, I don't know if you would expect that he's gonna give up three or four or five but it just it seems like that that just seems to be routine especially lately i think he said it last seven starts he's allowed at least four that that's certainly going to have to change if he if he's going to want to be trusted come playoff time should he be needed uh tomorrow in vegas i think uh, obviously i think the uh, the team's going to have to be better all around because vegas is a team that i urge you guys earlier number one you're not going to get as many high quality chances against them and you certainly certainly can't be giving up a lot against them because they they have the firepower to take advantage despite having some guys being injured so yeah well uh, i think and i think that one of the things i would say is vegas is good enough they'll also create their own chances and vegas is it's unlikely again to go back to the second period it's unlikely even if the others are playing well that Vegas would give you an entire period where they don't yeah. touch the puck. I mean, I, 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 I don't know how Arizona got to six shots in the second period because they didn't have a dangerous one until the final minute. And I don't know how they only gave up the one goal <laughs> against because the Oilers yeah. were all over them. And, well, I mean, the Oilers missed some wide-open nets. I mean, Leon Dreisaitl, who I hope scores 50 because I don't want him to come back and remember the wide-open net that he put off the post and be stuck at 49. But, yeah... It, It'll be a much, I mean, the test tomorrow is going to be big. And Vegas, it's no secret why they're 
on top of the division and conference right now. They're good. They got a good hockey club. They're a veteran hockey club. Uh, and they play the right way most nights. And that's why they can go through five goaltenders this year and still be on top of the conference. Just think about it. If the Oilers had to go through five different goalies, where on the depth chart their fifth goalie would be? But, well, it'd be Fanti, probably the kid who just got the goal. <laughs> He's got a goal in a fight, so he'd be, be good bringing him up. But that, that shows you that if you can go through that many goaltenders and still be successful, and leading the conference in points right now is what they're doing, that's pretty successful. And they've had five goaltenders. Well, then one, their starter hasn't even played a game. Leonard, who they traded Flurry because Leonard was going to become their guy. So yeah. this is a uh, Vegas is good. Uh, they are hurting. They've got some key injuries. Uh, it, if the others are going to make a run for the conference or for the division, tomorrow night would be an important two points to pick up. Well, and look, we're... I, I, I get why we talk about it and why we get calls about it. But at this point, we know who who the Oilers are. Yep. I mean, their weakness has not changed that much throughout the season. When they when they get sloppy, mm -hmm. they can get really sloppy. Then um, some games they don't, or some games it doesn't get that bad. But when it gets gets bad, you can give up three, four, five, six, seven goals. The the Oilers I mean. are not. Uh, they're not a strong, strong defensive team. That's not their identity. Their identity is power play and goal scoring. Now, they have the ability to be better defensively, and we've seen it at times. Uh, we saw it against Toronto. We've seen it against Boston. They're capable of doing that. Uh, it's like uh, when I skated, I could be a good skater with a good stride, but when I got tired, I got really ugly the way I skated. And I think that's with the Oilers, is when they get tired or when they get uh, mentally fatigued, they go back to the bad habits, and we saw some of those bad habits tonight in the third period. Oilers win 5-4 over Arizona, and uh, yes, uh, some some improvements in whatever you want to call it, detail, improvement, concentration, risk management will be our quick change for tomorrow's game for Jiffy Loop, keeping you moving to and from the game. Visit your local Jiffy Loop today. We have Dave on the line as well. Go ahead, Dave. Hi, guys. Uh Good show again. I appreciate you uh, comments earlier on the loss of the policeman. That was a tough day for the city. Um, we were at the game in Wednesday in Edmonton, uh, the Arizona game, mm -hmm. and, and I watched again tonight on TV. And you know, Leon said in the in the interview afterwards, you know, it's kind of tough playing these guys. They're free and they got nothing to lose, and that's sort of the way they played. Like they played well in that Edmonton game um, tonight. I mean, as you say, the Oilers really dominated the second, but uh, Campbell again. Uh, you got to win, but four goals against. Is it just me, or it seems to me that? There's way more out-of-control rebounds with Campbell than, than most goalies. He doesn't seem to absorb the shot, and the rebounds sometimes don't go where he expects them to go. And, and uh, you know, the defense are criticized, but a lot of times, you know, the forwards have just as good a chance of getting that puck. Yeah, as, good point. Yeah. There's a couple tonight where the rebounds, he made the save, but, yeah, there were yeah. rebounds in front. And... Uh, well, if it's, as a player, as a, an offensive player, rebounds, you have the advantage because you're looking at the, the goalie. You're seeing where the puck's going. The defender's facing away from it, so he doesn't know where that puck is going. So, yeah, you, goaltenders where, where the puck is like Velcro and sticks to them, they are a defenseman's best friend. And tonight there were a few that hit Campbell and became a nuisance. Uh, because it allowed the Arizona Coyotes second or third opportunities. Uh, I'm not sure if Campbell's way worse than everyone in the league, but between the two goalies here, the ones that we see all the time, Skinner is much better this year at rebound control than, than Jack Campbell's yeah. been. Well, and even a couple saves today that, I mean, there was a save. Campbell made a good save in the second period, and then, then he was looking for the puck. He didn't realize he had it. Mm -hmm. And even... Uh, I mean, look, and, and like you said, it, this is over 73 games of seeing these guys. Yes. And I, I realize Campbell takes things hard, so I have to admit, sometimes I almost feel a little bad oh, talk, talking about him. But but even the the goal 
uh, the the Hayton goal, right? Because that's the one where Bush was kind of on the wrong side. Yeah. And there's the rebound, and Hayton puts it in. Okay, and I said it to you watching the game. I said, okay, if Bush didn't tie him up, the rebound's there. He slaps it and it happens all the time. But if you look where Campbell was when that puck went in, he wasn't in the middle of the net anymore. He's He was sliding over to, to stop the shot that was probably going wide, and then the rebound's there, and then he's he's not there so if you just watch the goal you'd think well he's got no chance it's a rebound but i mean skinner gives up rebounds uh you know uh, other goalies give, give True, up rebounds I, yeah it i have a hard time to me that one's all on bouchard 100 percent on bouchard uh but there were uh, the the goal that ekholm kicked in that was off a rebound off of campbell that went out and hit Ekholm and came back in. Again, it wasn't swallowed up. So uh, rebound control I don't think was great today for Jack Campbell. I think he did. I, th I think I th I, to me he was just okay. Just like the um, the entire Oilers team, they were just okay today. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah, he made a couple saves yep. at the right time. And yep. the Oilers got a couple goals, goals at, at the, the right, right time. time. I mean, Nurse's goal, shorthanded late in the period. Huge goal. Puts him ahead. And then Nugent obviously got goal. the winner when you need a power play. So I, I, th I think that. They got the two points tonight, but I don't think Campbell's play or the Oilers' play is good enough come round one against L.A. or Vegas. Both of them would have to be better. All right, Oilers take it 5-4. Uh, we'll get to skip on the open line in a couple minutes. You'll also hear from uh, Zach Hyman. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 chair. To Schmaltz, back to the point, Bella Mackey shot, saved by Campbell, and he covers it up with 40 seconds to go in the third, and the Oilers up by one. Okay, save the game by Jack Campbell for Crystal Glass. Call 310-GLASS or visit crystalglass.ca. 29 stops for Campbell. Oilers beat the Coyotes 5-4. Nuge, the winner, couple points. He's up to 91. Dreisaitl, career goal number 300. McDavid had an assist tonight, his 140th point of the season, 60 goals. 80 assists. Uh, Hyman got his 32nd. Nurse scored shorthanded his ninth. Bouchard got his fifth. Uh, two for Hayden, two for Michelli. Michelli, a really good player for the Coyotes. And with the goal tonight for Nurse, that gives him 40 points on the season. It's become a pretty consistent 40-point player, plus 20 on the season. Darnell's having a, a, a nice year. I know there's been some negative talk at times about Darnell Nurse, but I think with the addition of Ekholm, it's alleviated some of the stress on Darnell's game, and uh, the combination of those two on your left-hand side gives you some confidence for about 45 to 48 minutes a night. We have Skip at 780-496-0063. Skip, go ahead, please. Yeah, you can hear me? Yes. Yeah, okay, so this is my first time calling. Usually I'm driving between Red Deer and Edmonton, uh, but because it's so late, I get a chance to call in. So I got a quick observation. Based on what you guys were talking about earlier with Campbell, where he seems to lose some pucks that are shot from a distance, and uh, with the exception of some of the uh, rebounds that he gets, he seems to have no problem with the short-end shots or stopping them. My observation is I think uh, I might look into, he might need some glasses. Well, I'm sure they. Yeah, I'm sure they've checked everything. <laughs> well, but have they though? I would assume so. Yeah, I, mean, I would think so. They all get their they get eyes their eyes checked before yeah, the season. They go the if you, there's like a, yeah there's physicals before the season. Like I've when I'm there for media stuff. So at Rogers Place, for example, the hallway to the Oilers dressing room is also little dressing rooms for when bands come through or you know musicians or whatever so that you'll see so i'll be walking down towards the dressing room wherever they're going to have the media stuff and they'll have uh you know okay dentist uh they have neuro massage, neuro oh, yeah because don't they do the little things where I, I think lazar told me he had to do this at the at the combine when he was a prospect, you know, you got to watch the screen follow, and you got to follow yeah. the little ball and they track your eye movement to see how it's good unbelievable. It is, so. I mean, they didn't have, when I played, they just had a, a, a girl that would stand there with a ball and she'd run one way and run another because they didn't have 
the stuff that they have now. I, I'm, not, I'm actually not sure if you're joking or not, because it was it was it ancient was, times when you it played. It was a long time. You ago. just walked in and there was a tennis ball on the table, and they're like, "Can you see that?" I yeah, see I it. can. Okay, oh, you're good. good. You're, you're good. He passed. Big check mark for Brown. Um, <laughs> but no, you're right. They 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 go through all of these things, and I would imagine for uh, any goaltender, if there's anything that's getting beat from distance. First thing they're probably going to say, yeah. all right, hey, let's check the eyes. But, there, but, but there's, e- but there's, I'm pretty sure there's even a dentist. Oh, there will be a dentist. Yeah, because yep. because they, they Every, want to look. Because if it's like, well, we don't, do. we don't, we don't want that tooth to be go bad in December and you're going to miss a week. No, you know, they, we'll they check everything. They, no, yeah. they have a, a brain guy there. They they do the brain stuff. They have a guy that checks all the bones out. They have well, and that's there. where they get the baseline for yep. concussions, right? Yep. We all. Oh, it's funny. Like that's the point now. Our academies in St. Albert. The young kids, we do a concussion um, stuff on it so they have the baseline so that they can take it home with them to their own hockey teams. And if they ever get concussed, now they know where to come from, where where to start from. Um, All the things that they have nowadays is, I mean, these these are players that are worth 20, 30, 50, 80, 100 million dollar players. You want to make sure that they are taken care of as best they can. All right, Oilers win 5-4. Here is Zach Hyman. I just want to start off by saying the thoughts and prayers with uh, Brett and Travis's family back in Edmonton. Obviously, it was their, their funeral today, so we, you know, we're we're thinking of them. Yeah, thank you, sir. Yeah, on to less important yep. things in life. Uh, yep. Did the Mullet Arena feel smaller? Because uh, I know Nick was saying that some of the teammates are going up to him and saying it feels a little bit crammed in here. Yeah, it did it for sure. Just, I mean, the rink's probably the same size I would imagine, but just with the. Uh, with the limited seating, and it's like a college game, obviously, with the fans on top of you. So it was, it was a different experience. Like playing at Michigan Tech or something? <laughs> <laughs> I never thought I'd play an NHL game here, to be honest. I've been going back into uh, in a college. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's a weird kind of throwback uh, environment. Yeah. The sight lines feel a little, little weird? Like- Actually, I, no, I didn't notice the sight lines. Um, yeah, now you mentioned I didn't notice it. It was more just kind of... Uh, the atmosphere, I guess, was different. But fun when you have Oilers fans. Like, there's yeah. so many Oilers fans there. Does it make yeah. a difference for you guys on the ice? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a unique experience. You're getting, you know, you're the only one of us at 5,000 the capacity, so you're kind of like on top of the team. You get, you know, it's more intimate. So, uh, yeah, fun for sure. It's probably a trip that uh, fans circle. They get a, some will be driving to Vegas. I think it's like a four-hour drive or something. So it's a, it's a fun two games. We're a few questions, and we haven't really asked about the game. But what no, do you think? Okay. What you think of? of your team's performance tonight? Uh, uh, special teams obviously played a, a, a big factor in it. Um, obviously, we thought we played, had a really strong second, and we're up 4-2 going in the third and, and let it slip away, but we're able to find a way to, to get it back and, and win the game, so that's all that matters, but obviously we want to clean that up. What do you think changed in the third, and then what changed back in order for you guys to, to kind of pull ahead of it? Yeah, I mean, they just had a push, and, and uh, you never want to get scored on twice in a row, and you know uh, we were out there for the, the second one, so you want to clean that up and just get a momentum shift back for the group, but I thought it was a good timeout, regroup, drew a penalty, and then uh, obviously scored there. So the guy that the PA voted as the best passer in the league just scored his 300th goal. Mm. What do you say about a player that, we say about Leon Dreisaitl? Pass for his 50 goal scorer. Yeah. Right? It's what it is. You know? It's, You're going to have to expand uh, on that. I mean, <laughs> he's one of, uh, one of the few, right? I think Kyle Connor's right up there too. So those guys are uh, elite playmakers, but uh, they, they are just so good that they can, you know, score 52. So 60, I guess, in Connor's case this year. So it's been crazy. No. And then last shout out to uh, I got a first time uncle, my niece Emma, born yesterday. So oh, yeah, yeah, thank you. My, my brother, I wanted to throw that in from yeah, Emma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all right, thanks guys. Yeah, appreciate it. All right, there's uh, Zach Hyman. Gets a goal. The Oilers beat the Coyotes 5-4. They've won six straight against Arizona. Leon Dreisaitl, career goal number 300. Bob Stoffer, Oilers now from noon to 2 tomorrow. We're right back at it with more Oilers hockey presented by Friesen Brothers tomorrow. 6 o'clock face-off show game at 8. Oilers at Golden Knights. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer this evening. Get more on the game, more on the team on 630chet.com, globalnews.com. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.